0: Welcome back to the Inspired Living
1: with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson, and today we're joined by Mark Carlson. Mark's a board-certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner who works with high-performance cronies to uncover their healing opportunities to build their health. Mark shares his inspiring story with us today of his journey with Crohn's disease and how he has overcome this incredible health challenge he lets us in on what he's learned. Spoiler alert, what you eat does matter. And if we focus on building our health instead of fixing disease, the possibilities are endless. Mark, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks, Julie. Glad to be here.
1: I am so excited for this conversation and you're you're bringing also... The male perspective, which we were just talking about before I hit record, which I love because the numbers, you know, of women to men, listeners, autoimmune strugglers, it's we we need men in the conversation. So I'm I'm really excited to have you here. I want to start by asking you to share your story with us. I know you you have this incredible journey. And I'd like you to bring listeners along.
2: Yeah, sure. Well, my story, the theme through my story is, is this sense of having to care for my family. And it's taken me through, well, uh, through a few different careers, but more so given me the motivation, the, I guess, the desire, the, the need to actually the male side of fixing it, it drew that out even more. And in my case, it actually worked out pretty well. So I started out my career in as a counselor in a chemical dependency and mental health unit, and that worked out well. And I started having some odd issues, which eventually started being diagnosed as dual dental ulcers. And I kept that for off and on for maybe maybe five, seven years, and then ended up transitioning to another career. And that other career was fantastic, is fantastic, but it was highly stressful. I mean, in the sense of there was a lot of traveling, a lot of speaking to board members, to, to clients that were quite high status, I guess you'd say. And I knew I had to keep everything going. And in the meantime, the pain was starting to get worse. And as we were talking earlier, I I had this kind of epiphany moment that I needed to get even more help. After my, my wife started noticing that I was coming home late for work later and later and later. And eventually I broke down and told her, Well, it's because I was in the uh, I was at the ER, but not actually in the ER, in the parking lot at the ER, which she was like, that makes no sense. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, well it does make sense because I'm trying to figure out this thing. I've had this stomach pain for quite a long time now and I and I have seen a doctor and they told me at the time, well you don't want it to be crumbs. <gasps> and that's where I was kind of left at. That's that's a terrible way to." To leave it so in the meantime they're doing tests test after test you know scopes up scopes down all the kind of stuff and i'm pulling over into the er parking like after work because for some reason like this i could keep things together while i was at work put on a good face but after work you know i guess the tension kind of released from the body and and i would the pain would start coming off and these convulsions of pain would start going and i and i there's no way i could even drive so i would pull over to the parking lot in the er and lay in the back seat get as close to the door as i could just in case i passed out or something like that i, I just didn't know what else to do but I, I i thought that it was not so bad to where i really needed to be in the er that's that kind of melt mindset you know i can fix it i can take care of myself luckily that stuff I never went to the ER. Went to the ER or or went to the hospital many other times later, but I didn't there at that time. I was getting a bit of a handle on doing some AB testing, you know, for, for with the diets and coming from the whole standpoint of at, back then. This was in this was the early 2000s, so it was it was you know, the food pyramid was the big thing. And and so I would kind of work my way from the bottom to the top, you know, grains and starchy vegetables and breads, and then kind of keep going up and very methodically figure out what what hurt the worst. <laughs> Pain was very much my, my leader is as far as what I could do. And well, <clears throat> this, with the telling my wife what was going on, that kind of made me think a little bit differently as well Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) did you hear it as you said it
2: (laughs) yes that's that's it i heard it as i said it so well this sounds a bit crazy so by that time i actually had my i had a a physician a general physician who actually still did specialize in digestive disorders and he was one who said well you don't want to be crumbs by that time he already had scheduled me to see somebody else so that kind of got me off of the proverbial couch to where I I could see. And so of course that sent down a whole nother path, more tests, more tests, more tests. And that GI said, well, I know what actual, what test I need to run. And it was a GI series, but insurance is going to make me run these others first. And so it was about another six months, six months of that where I'm having to pull over into the, (laughs) do <laughs> the parking lot and just kind of wait for these pains to kind of subside it seemed to, so strange it, it was it would last for about two or three minutes excruciating pain and then like a release of endorphins for like five minutes and it would do that for for like 30 minutes to an hour or so so, so <clears throat> And and i was also doing a bunch of you know the typical medications at the time the biologics really weren't that big in, into everything but my steroids were and and i had at one of the times that we were in,
1: we're chiming in they they know all about steroids and biologics in this I, house
2: <laughs> i got them over here too so I even went to one of the, one of the meetings re- re- after I was on about probably six months being on and off the steroids, prednisone in particular, I came up to me, said, are, are, are you Mark's older brother? <laughs> and Ouch. he was dead serious. Yeah. Yeah. And then he realized, you know, as it's coming out of his mouth, wait a minute, this might actually, part. <laughs> and you know, you get that like moon face and the, the that, that prednisone look where Oh, you just bloated. And, and, oh, I mean, so that was, and I had many other side effects from the, the prednisone as well, too. And and the reason why I stayed on prednisone so long is they couldn't find anything else. We did pentanza and a lot of other kind of medication we would go on and off, on and off cycle, which is such a common story for people with Crohn's. It's so, so crazy. And this whole time, it's working toward a diagnosis of, of actual Crohn's. So about another three months of going through these tests the insurance company required we did get to the gi series and that's the test where you swallow the barium and you stand up and for about four hours you watch the barium go all the way down and it's the most amazing test it really is and i could see it, it it's like a like you would see water or even like a syrup kind of going down a, a hose and it looks really good really good until it got down to cholesterol you know right beside my uh, my navel and then it went down to just like little veins and barely even that and and i could say see right there hey that's there's something right there <laughs> yeah that's it and i think it's exactly where i'm feeling it and he was right that's exactly what it needed to be well, by that time, they f- they found a lot of other things too. There was a stricture. So a place where it was just swollen so bad, nothing could really hardly ever get through it. And that's where the pain really was. And that was at the, the ileum, a classic place for Crohn's, the terminal ileum, the end of your small digest- digestive system. Right before it goes into the large digest- uh, digestive tract. So... <clears throat> there was ulcers below and ulcers above and so they said i had severe <laughs> severe crohn's and i would need some a lot of surgery and it was looking like after the first surgery there may be two or three other ones after that as well too so of course it's spinning in my mind it's like it's impossible there's no way i can take off work <laughs> for surgery i mean i gotta pay the bills i gotta i gotta raise my family i mean how how does anybody ever do this so by that time i was still going through a very methodical process of, of just diet and very interesting things were i was finding out that is I, of course starting out with the at the bottom of the food pyramid The worst, absolute worst thing that gave me pain was brown rice. And that's what I was told to eat, eat rice, eat potatoes. That would hurt so bad. And it was repeatable because I did it twice. I couldn't do it anymore. After I would do that, it would just, I mean, I I couldn't, I would be wiped out for the whole day, just a little bit of, of brown rice. And so one of the last things I even tried was just doing straight like red meat. Because like red meat, that's like the worst thing. It's hard to digest, right? Well,
1: so they say.
2: <laughs> yeah, so they say, and and it's changing a little bit now, I guess. But uh, but I could, within three days of eating nothing but meats, and maybe a little bit of cruciferous vegetables, but mostly just meat, I could be pain free, wow. which actually made no sense. To me or any of the doctors. So. I went the last. The last recommendation was for me to have surgery and have a fair amount of my bowel taken out. Um, I was pretty confident at this point that I could control at least the pain. That I wanted to see what would happen. So I got a. I went to a specialist, I was a specialist at the GI. This was in Atlanta. And he had some very, they said he had some very experimental new ways to treat Crohn's. And I was like, oh, right, this is great. You know, I have these month-longs of data, even stuff written down about how my diet and I can get to the point to where I can have no pain. And I explained this whole process to him. (laughs) And he looked at me and said, that has nothing to do
1: with it. (laughs) It's like, <laughs> Unbelievable! I knew I was. I've wait, been like, waiting for it. I was like, "Did anybody tell you?" You know, it's, it has nothing to do with what you eat.
2: Um, oh, like, and and that was demoralizing, really, in some ways, because I kind of put him up on a pedestal because he was third level up of seeing a GI person. That hey, this guy really knows what he's talking about. And so his recommendation was this new. Well, there were biologics. That's what it was. They were coming out, and that was his recommendation. And I, and I got a whole bunch of bile and went to the refrigerator. Well, it was a bit demor- uh, demoralizing, but at the same time, it, it kind of lit a fire on, on me. And and I went back to the surgeon, the second surgeon. I had, I had two people, you know, had second opinion on surgery as well, too. So the second surgeon I went back to and asked him, said, I, I showed them my GI series test. I actually went to the, the lab and said, hey, can you give me that that test after watching it go down and showing mm-hmm. and nothing, showing nothing right where stuff was? And they gave it to me. By the way, anybody can get that. I mean, if you have some medical records, you can get any of the stuff. And, and they put it onto dad. a DVD.
1: Yeah.
2: That's right. So it, so I took it to that search and said, you see this part right here? I mean, I, I see this. I mean, you, I know you do. Can you just take out that part, just that one part? Because we talked about it, and, and and I knew that that was not just an inflamed part of my intestines; it was scarred. It was scarred where it's hard. So I thought, there's realistically, there's no way that's going to heal, or at least I'm not going to be able to deal with it long enough to to heal. Right. So after a little while, he said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll just take out just that one part," and that was the moment right then where I was like, I just realized I bargained. I bargained with my surgeon. And I, I, I effectively did that with the my GI specialist, the specialist as well, too, because I kind of ended up firing him. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. that I recommend anybody firing their doctor.
1: Actually, but- I think sometimes we do need to fire a doctor and find somebody who's more aligned. So I say, uh, good yeah. for you. We're did good. he? Well- now, did he? I'm just curious. I have so many mm-hmm. questions, but...
0: We'll, yeah, c- we'll
1: we'll circle back, but I, I want to know, you know, in that bargaining, did he say, you know, if I only take this part out, you're going to come back for more? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did. I was he he I totally, ex-
2: he, but he expected that from the beginning anyway. Right. So if we're talking about. So you're saving potentially
1: like- feet of <laughs> intestines by yeah, not so- jumping right in.
2: That's right. So, you know, he, so. Long story, we did take out about seven inches, the terminal ill, which wasn't too bad compared to it was probably going to be a few feet before that. And in different places as well, too. This was just in one place. So I thought the healing might be a little bit easier as well, too. And I had this newfound sense of, hey, I'm about, I'm in control. You know, I, I can make these decisions and let's just see what happens. I know I can go pain free or at least pretty close to pain free for a while by just controlling what I eat there's got to be something there. There's got to be. And so I did that. And, you know, about, I ended up over the course of, you know, it probably took a total of five years and working more and more diet. I ended up doing the SCD diet with this, which is the specific carbohydrate diet. uh, I'm sure you're aware of Elaine Goshen. She a biochemist, did a fabulous job of coming down to a methodology figuring out which carbohydrates are um, easier to digest based on being a complex carbohydrate versus a disaccharide versus a monosaccharide. So complex carbohydrates have to be broken down to disaccharides, disaccharides have broken down to monosaccharides, and then it can go into your bloodstream. We as people with Crohn's, UC, IBD, just general digestive issues, have a problem with that step going all the way down and frankly a lot of people may have it as well too it's just difficult to digest some of the uh, complex carbohydrates and that scd diet formed the basis of me going from basically kind of like a meat to into something like this and that got me you know 60 percent of the way there i kept going a little bit further a little bit further and Figuring out if I dropped out some of the anti-nutrients out of the carbohydrates as well, too, like the oscillates, the gluten, and, and those those types that, that actually rob your body mm-hmm. of nutrients along the way. So I ended up with this, basically this food list, this food list of the SCD foods,
1: mm-hmm.
2: minus the anti-nutrient foods, and <clears throat> prioritized based off of blood sugar and insulin response as well, too. So I ended up having this big, long spreadsheet, And I found out that, well, well, it took me about 60% of the way there, taking out the anti-nutrients and then dropping down into ketosis gave me the performance that I really needed. So it takes me back to where I want to not just be able to provide for my family, but I want to perform really well. I mean I, I was in a high pressure job. I didn't have a choice but to perform well. <laughs> and, and I, I did extremely well. I, I, I dropping down into ketosis after going through the series of the SCD and everything made a huge difference. And at that point, I started not only just just getting better, but being better than I was even before in the past. And ever since then, that's been about 10, 15 years ago. Ever since then, when I drop out of that kind of methodology, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the sluggishness starts coming back. And I mean, I, I was diagnosed with narcolepsy at one point because the just being so... Fatigue. I, I mean, I just couldn't. Yeah. 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 And, and part of that, part of that was the side effects of the medications as well, too, going on and off. But just having a, just a gut in a terrible, you know, just couldn't absorb nutrients well and a uh, blended brush border. I, I mean, it couldn't produce enzymes. Um, I, you know, it was, you know, I was in terrible shape. And so, so at least all kind of issues as well, too.
1: Amazing. And for those of you that are listening on audio, I would say he looks like Mark's younger brother. <laughs> Certainly not Mark's no. older brother. <laughs> oh, and
2: today's my birthday.
1: Oh, um, I ha- today. Happy birthday. i I got a, I have got a year on you, but <laughs> I know I know what it's like to feel younger in your fifties than you do in your forties. So it's it's pretty darn fantastic. That's exactly. Yeah. Oh,
2: it great. is. I, I feel younger now than I did in my 30s. This is when everything was going on was in me I was too. in my 30s. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Crazy. Uh, our story tracks in so many kind of ways. It is amazing. It I is.
1: I mean that's
2: that's gotta be inspiring to other folks
1: that which you know, is why we're here. This is why we yeah, do what yeah. we do, right? Yeah, so man, I want oh, yeah, to circle exactly. all the way mm-hmm. back and yeah, go ahead. and I believe I I do know the answer to this but I want listeners to to hear it as well. You started playing with diet fairly early on when you were like now I got to fix this and you alluded to it but I just this was you looking for a solution this was not doctors saying hey you have a gut issue food might be involved. Is that correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was I was told by by not just doctors but pretty much everybody there's really nothing the diet is just not even a course to go but i didn't have a choice and and this is important i I don't know if i would have had the intelligence maybe i mean i was into nutrition before all this i've I've been a personal trainer in the 90s and you know that was a big part of nutrition and all but but you know that was like I say, food pyramid type stuff.
1: Right. Mis- uh, misinformation. Not, not
2: this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean totally opposite of what I ended up doing. But it's always where I was like
1: shocking. Well, this idea of you can have this major gut issue. And we're gonna talk about clarify this. Is Crohn's an autoimmune disease? Is it not an autoimmune disease? I still am shocked with any autoimmune like issue that, that doctors aren't you know, addressing food, but especially when it relates to the gut, you know I, I know, I, beyond don't eat gluten. If you have celiac, that's it. That's all they say. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, it's, it's truly unbelievable to me. Um, it,
2: it is. and And what I was going to say is I was forced into going down this path purely because of pain. I didn't have a choice. So <clears throat> when I got to the point of, Really, it was meat and fat that mm-hmm. I felt the best off of. And that went against everything I knew. I was, oh, my cholesterol, i have a heart attack. I mean, you know, all these kind of things start going through your head, but I didn't care because yeah. it I could, I could survive. <laughs> I mean, I could do my job. <laughs> I
1: remember when I first went keto and it too was had been a process of eliminating things and I'd been on a low-fat diet my whole life. So, you know, no surprise that finally having high quality fats, you know, just turned cells on in my body. And I remember my, my GP saying to me, Oh my gosh, your cholesterol, my cholesterol had always been high, which makes sense. I was inflamed. It's an inflammatory molecule.
2: (laughs) So it makes total sense.
1: But when I did, when I first went keto, it did go even higher and she was panicking. Mm -hmm. And I, that was exactly what I said to her. I said, I feel well, I'm not changing a thing. Like if I die, if this high cholesterol kills me tomorrow, which I now know was never going to fine. I I feel well. And sure enough, without changing a thing, just giving my body more time it all came right back to, you know, came down actually lower than it had ever been in my life. But it, it is, it's just remarkable. You, you did I joke. I, I I've said it on the podcast before. I used to think I was smart, you know, but I believed my doctors when they said mm-hmm. nothing you can do. And so I love that you were like, hey, nobody else was fixing this. I had to do it. And I, I was thinking about, I know because I've I've talked to people with Crohn's and UC, and they are told, you know, just eat gentle foods like rice <laughs> and mm-hmm. carbs. And I think of even as a young mom when my kids. Got diarrhea. Shocker that my son, who has celiac, used to get diarrhea when he was little. And they would always say, you know, the brat diet. Like, why are we doing that to our children? Why are we giving them rice and toast when their guts are inflamed? Just it's wild. Yeah,
2: and, yeah, and, and we're completely the the lifestyle we typically live takes us right into doing all that as well too. And the processed foods. Oh man, the processed foods are if there's any one evil out of the food it's processed foods and we're constantly bombarded with, you know, the ads. I mean, you go to work, you're driving to work and you pass mm-hmm. 20 billboards about a filet of fish sandwich and mm-hmm. your mouth starts watering. Cause it really does look good. You know, so it's, it's crazy. It's like, we have to, we have to change so much in today's, today's lifestyle in order, in order for us to actually have a healthy lifestyle i mean 200 years ago it was so much easier to live healthier well it, than just, it is that's now
1: what it was now it's like swimming upstream and and you know fighting a fight and it, and it is I, I do try to always give the grace of it's so much easier for somebody like myself or you that had such severe negative consequences to living, you know, eating the standard American diet. And, and Mm -hmm. so, you know, for me, there, there's no, you're not going to eat rice, I'm not going to eat gluten, you know, like, there's no Mm -hmm. way I would do that to myself versus someone who hasn't really connected all those dots yet, or somebody who would like to prevent illness, but, you know, isn't really does not can't feel that direct impact. Talk, talk to us a little bit about you. You know, said we're going to connect Crohn's and autoimmune, and and I again yeah. sometimes think I'm educated. I'm like I thought Crohn's was an autoimmune condition, so let, let's talk about that. Explain to us what do they know now?
2: Yeah, well, it has been classified as an autoimmune condition for a very long time, and in many cases, it still is, but it's starting to change. So a quick refresher of your immune system is you have the two parts. You have the, the adaptive immune system that we're used to. You know, we come in, con- come in contact with a new virus, a new bacteria, something like that, that we don't, uh, our body has not seen before. So in order to develop some kind of resistance against it, it creates, what's the word? Antibodies. It, cr- it creates Antibodies for these and we can see this when this whole system of creating antibodies and being able to fight disease goes haywire into the autoimmune issues so celiac you know has an antibody counterpart rheumatoid arthritis has an antibody counterpart so these Hashimoto's, autoimmune Pashimotis does.
1: And I always say, this is a a good system. It's just, as you mentioned, when it it goes awry (laughs) that we end up with autoimmunity, when we start attacking self.
2: Right. It starts attacking itself. Well, the funny thing is with Crohn's, there has been no antibody found for Crohn's, and they don't expect there will be. So the other part of the immune system is the innate immune system, the immune system that we're born with. You know, when, when, we, when we're very small, we can have a cut and it gets a little bit inflamed and heals up. Well, that's the, uh, the immune system we're born with. that knows how to deal with that. Well, just like any other genes, it can go awry as well, too. And when the innate immune system goes awry, it's more systemic. So, Crohn and systemic means it inflames anywhere in the body. So, what they're starting to call Crohn's is an auto-inflammatory disease, Ah, more so than an autoimmune. So, it does the inflammation, Mm -hmm. and it it but it doesn't do it. It it does focus it in the gut, but as Crohn's is known to expand more than say you you does. I had it everywhere. -hmm. And but it was concentrated in the terminal ileum, which is very, very typical of a Crohn's. But if I look back, uh, my parents told me that they went to they it was shortly after, well, I think their first big vacation with me when I was young and around two years old. They had to leave, and and this was thousands of miles away. They finally had to leave and come back home because I had so many ulcers in my mouth, Mm. and you know, just scream as a little kid just couldn't take that kind of stuff. And I remember, as a child, I don't know, maybe even up through teenagers, I would on a regular basis get ulcers, like in my mouth as well, too. So that kind of shows where Crohn's does expand, and it's also I kind of call I'm I'm starting to see Crohn's as more like a, as a cascade disease.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Shortly after I was diagnosed, I started having my physician ask me, well, do I have any arthritis? Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I I don't, don't really have any. And they kept asking me that. And what I found out was I started developing the antibodies uh, uh, for arthritis as well, too. Luckily it hasn't expressed itself in any kind of way that I know of. Um, But it's that, it goes back to that concept of Crohn's makes more sense as an auto inflammatory rather than autoimmune because it works with the, the innate immune system it's 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 a disruption of the, immune, the innate immune system where it attacks itself and it's kind of more generalized it may start in the gut but it can easily trigger other autoimmune systems autoimmune diseases as well too
1: so mechanism kind of, kind of mechanism of action is different mm-hmm. Ex- expression is similar because most autoimmune exactly. conditions also it's systemic inflammation it's you know ra isn't just joint pain it can affect the heart it can affect you know okay so so i i love that understanding of okay you know this is a different process kind of going on behind the scenes you are mm-hmm. you focus on not disease management, right? We're trying to shift the focus from disease management to building health. That's Let's right. talk about that. Share with us this approach of, you know, if you if you really want to solve the problems, you have to build health.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of say now, let the doctors worry about your disease. And our job is to worry about our health. And they're two totally separate things. We put this health, this what kind of diet do I need to do, what kind of exercise to do on our doctors, which is completely crazy. And they don't even want that either. That's not their responsibility. But we kind of, we always say that, well, talk to your doctor before starting this exercise program or talk to your doctor about what kind of, what do you need to eat? But they don't want that. And they have no training in that. And I started realizing that with some of my experiences about the doctor saying my diet has nothing to do with it even though i went from pain to no pain and and so i went down for me it was a path of going you know what kind of diet is right for me what type how is my rest like you know am i sleeping well at night and am I doing the right exercise? Am I actually doing the right kind of exercise, which I was not at the time? I was doing a lot of the, you know, at the time it was kind of like sprinting hit, that kind of stuff swapped it all over to doing just uh, resistant training. I could recover so much better from that. And I, and it, and it had the benefit of, um, helping me sleep better at night as well, too. And, and a lot of the stress reduction side of things was. Was really big, and, and for me, what that turns into now is not just the stress that we kind of always talk about, like the emotional stress of, of things or just stressful situations, but the hidden stressors. And so, I kind of had an avoidance of doing tests after all the poking and prodding has been done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it gets kind of scary after a while, um, but. I I dug deep into functional lab testing and that opened up a whole new world about what to look for. So then instead of focusing on the disease of Crohn's, I would look Mm -hmm. at things like, well, are my hormones balanced? You know, my cortisol to DHEA ratio, what's that? In my immune system, my secretory IgA, you know, h- how is that? My digestion, you know, this is one of the things that for me I, I is a leading indicator. You know, I, I look at things like indican. It's kind of, it's a, it's a market that shows how well protein is being broken down and absorbed in the gut so if you if protein does not it ends up putrefying, and then you get some this indican release that you can test for so you know i'm starting to look for all these kind of markers sluggish liver you know all these kind of things so i start working on this oxidative stress i start working on all these kind of things and so what i do now is kind of hit hit at hit at it very hard, very comprehensively at first to find out exactly what's going on in my body right now, not just Crohn's, not just the GI, not just my microbiome, but all those other things I mentioned as well too. And it gives me a very clear sense of all the things I can actually work toward to build my health up, you know, going forward. And that has made all the difference in the world. So I can, I can map out going forward, you know, what I need to do on the, my diet, my rest, my exercise, my supplementation, the stress, to, to relieve those hidden stressors, you know, internally as well, too. So sure.
1: Sure.
2: Uh, so that's that's kind of that's kind of how it, it's taken me. And, and that's actually not even looking at Crohn's anymore. And right. I haven't looked at Crohn's in 10 years and it's done
1: wonderful. Love it. for me. I love it. And, and that's. This is functional medicine, right? This is what we do yeah. when, when we, we all need these systems. We need these building blocks. And mm-hmm. when we look for those deficits and um, roadblocks really to healing, because the body is designed to heal. And when you're expressing something like Crohn's or RA or whatever it is, you've got roadblocks. And so, yes, mm-hmm. we need to remove the roadblock. But like you said, we need to build the health and get those systems. Working beautifully, and then, you know, we're not using names of diagnoses. We're we're just people creating wellness. That's the that's the beauty of it.
2: Exactly. Well said.
1: It's amazing. So, do you have a? I think I know the answer just from what you had said. But is there a specific Mm -hmm. diet that you recommend, or is this an individualized thing?
2: Well short answer is individualized thing <clears throat> the diet that i end up kind of doing a default and, and it's not really so much a diet as a list that i, I referenced before I, I call it a specific keto food list so it is that specific carbohydrate diet and then taking away some of the the histamines the oscillates that kind of stuff and and normalized it for low Blood sugar, low insulin reaction foods as well too, and, and that's kind of my go-to list. But it's not really a full-on diet. You can do it so many different ways. Matter of fact, I keep it a spreadsheet so I can sort well what what affects the blood sugar the most. What's the most histamine? You know, and I can go down the line as well too, or just carbs, calories, that kind of stuff. So it's very, it's a very nice utility type sheet. The so data Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's been a lot of my career is in technology, so it kind of you know the engineering side comes out when when that goes in. So yeah, so I guess that's kind of my go-to. But if if I'm talking generally, what I always recommend is more of a Paleolithic, you know, hunter-gatherer type diet, and start. I go for more. Yeah, I go for more higher fat as well too. Yeah. We all still have this fat phobia. Sure. which is probably the thing that is one of the biggest roadblocks that I've found for most everybody getting into a diet that actually will get you, you know, healthy. I mean, that's, yeah. that's probably one of the big things. So that when I work with people, that's probably one of the the bigger things I have to work with. It takes a long time to kind of break through that.
1: That's decades of programming. We all need to, I remember yeah. when I first mm-hmm started, you know, I, I understood my like logically and scientifically mm-hmm. why I needed the fat. And I just remember gagging on it in the beginning, you know, and I can tell you it has been ages since I've had a boneless, skinless chicken breast. Thank goodness. <laughs> I had enough of those through the first part of my life you can't go back you just you know when when you feel your body come alive that wellness that you're talking about again it's now you know you don't want to go you don't want to go the other way so what is one step that listeners can take today to start to improve their health or start to build wellness for themselves one step i know it's a trick question it's tough
2: <laughs> yeah and, and the funny thing is i knew you were going to ask that as well too
1: I know. It is so, so hard to pick things. one. <laughs> one it thing. Is, just you know, to start to move the needle. It's something they can do. I
2: I think it's I think the main thing is we have this, we're we're told to set goals. And when this airs, it'll probably be around New Year's time, right? New Year's resolution. Please. You have New Year's resolution. Nope. Start yeah, to start working out every day. Or have a New Year's resolution to to eat better, whatever that happens. Those are goals, right? And I I think that's the wrong path to take. And if if I would have one thing to say is is stop with the goals and start with building a process, a system. So instead of, well, I'm going to go work out every day. It kind of sets you up for failure because you're not going to do it right. I mean, that's what always happens. But think about what's going on in your life that is conducive to working out every day or eating well every day so the podcasts, you know when you have something coming in your ear that's talking about health talking about working out and and it might be a specific thing that that you like as well too it starts building that kind of constant instead of the billboards coming at you every day you're starting to have other things come. so you're thinking about how does my life need to be structured so i can do these things not this goal of i want to work out every day how can you structure your life so when you're going to work and you have all you know you have all these billboards coming at you take the countryside yeah it's going to take longer for you to get to work but Mm. maybe (laughs) you need to go to bed a little hour early anyway So she starts thinking about, well, how can I structure my life rather than having goals to do these specific things? How can I structure my life to where it's a healthy lifestyle going forward? That takes longer, but it's way more sustainable to keep as well, too. So you're going to bed an hour early, you're you're taking the countryside to work, you're you're seeing pastures and nice moving cows instead <laughs> of the way of fish billboards coming at you. And and, and you're getting these podcasts coming in to start to talk about health, starting to talk about exercise, you know, new ways of doing it. So what you're doing is you're building this 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 loop, this loop of reinforcing healthy lifestyles. And that is what starts really making you have the big changes going forward. So I, I guess that's a lot. I know you wanted something short and hippie, but, you know, <laughs> no, I, I, I will, I will
1: <laughs> sum it up for you so that it's the one thing which what I heard you say okay. was, you know, instead of setting the goals that we never stick with anyway, really take the time to create that system to build a healthy, healthy lifestyle. And like you said, that's right. You think about it. So I, you know, something you can start today is thinking about what does that look like? What would it take? And that's how you set yourself up for success. So I I think that's, that's a beautiful one thing. It's a it's a it's an amazing overarching when we share this, you know, as a coach, it's I I don't want to say I don't like goals. Goals are great. I don't like resolutions and I don't like, you know. It's it's part of what I do in supporting my clients is we make sure Mm -hmm. we're setting it up for success. You know, they'll say, oh, no, I'm just going to cook, you know, on plan. Well, no, 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 no. Let's start with, you know, what are you going to make? What's the grocery list? When are you going to shop? You know, all these parts and pieces. And that's
2: where you're taking. So what's in your house? Yeah, exactly. What do, if you open up your pantry, do you have a whole bunch of processed food sitting there? Right. Well, if you do, then you're probably not going to have you're not going to be successful with the goal of not eating processed food or reducing it. At least it's just going to be much harder.
1: Yeah. So start as does that beginning of the setup would be, you know, pantry cleanout time and, you know, yeah. really, really and, figuring out what that looks like. And I love what you said back to the your the systems guy you know allows you to create that system for success
2: that's right and don't don't beat yourself up if you know you have these moments where it, things don't go just perfect it's not about the things going perfect it's about having the system in place that you can fall back on to get back in the swing of things
1: I love it. Every every one day better, one thing better is, is moving you in the right direction. So for people Control. who listen on the go, on that nice country mm-hmm. drive to work, if they're lucky enough to have that, where can listeners find you?
2: The best place is my website. It's www.healthundercontrol.com. Wow. They can also send me an email, mark at healthundercontrol.com as well too.
1: Wonderful. Mark, thank you so much. You have shared some amazing gold with us today.
2: Well, thank you, Julius. Thank you so much for having me on this. The work you're doing here is fantastic. And I wish you years and years of success.
1: Thank you so much. Right back at you. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.